Spazzin' Out, America's podcast. Recorded live from Boston. Broadcasting around the world. Covering everything America is talking about and beyond. Take your seats and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Anthony Parziali. All right, all right. We're going to do things a little bit different today on Spazzing Out, America's podcast, which is brought to you by Take Junk, 844-TAKE-JUNK. Call that number for all your junk removal needs here in Massachusetts. So I apologize to those people that are listening in Texas and in California and those in Florida and those down south that love the show. That's where most of my numbers are, over 3,000-plus streams a day on, every, on fresh episodes, I appreciate it. But unfortunately, we can't service down there. We basically service Worcester, Massachusetts, over to Boston. From uh, southern New Hampshire down to the border in Rhode Island, call 844-TAKE-JUNK. Or you can book online at takejunk.com. And who knows? I might just show up. I, I might be the guy there doing the work. Probably will be. So give me a shot. Take junk. Com. All right, something a little bit different. Normally, today, I'd be bitching and moaning and complaining how we didn't get a hurricane. I'd be pissed that we didn't get one because I set up everything to have one. And I'd lament about how long it took me to get ready for this I- impending doom. But whatever. Instead, or instead of bitching about Afghanistan and Joe Biden, instead, I went to Canterbury, New Hampshire. I drove an hour and a half to find a hermit. A man that has been living in the woods, off the grid for 40 years. His name is River Dave. He's been in the news lately. Google the guy. Google River Dave. Guy's 80-something years old. Looks like Rip Van Winkle. I I head up there. I head. I headed. I went up there. Whatever the words are. So this is something a little bit different. Well, you might like it. You might not like it. But this is what you get. So here is my interview with River Dave. Enjoy. I've always been called David all my life, even as a kid. Now, I've known so many different people. I, I actually worked with a Davy Crockett <laughs> quite a while logging in the woods. And uh, so I don't know why, it just I have gotten that title and it stuck with me. Uh, even today, a lot of people call me River David. Okay, now, why did you originally go off grid? Uh, it was mostly an accident. Uh, I worked in the Air Force on uh, uh, weapons, and uh, I had to do a lot of the wiring, and it's basically the same DC wiring that you have in uh, solar panels. So I was already familiar with it, and I just liked the technology. Uh, One of the things over in Israel, it's mandatory that every house has a solar panel on the top. And it just seems like we could go that way more uh, and make even just our water heaters more efficient. And uh, I kind of worked into it gradually, uh, week by week. When I would go in, I'd take something in. I started with one solar panel, and I wound up with nine large ones, which they burned and melted right into ashes. And now, is is that how your house ended up burning down? 
We don't know. I was in jail. I was watching the evening news, and they f took a flash, and my camp was burning. So I discovered my camp on fire uh, while I was sitting in jail, uh, and it's a little distressing. <laughs> so what do you think you're going to miss most about living off the grid? Uh Hopefully, I can uh, talk somebody where I stay into getting off the grid or at least taking advantage of what little uh, of the short winter days and the long summer days so that I can talk more and more people into taking advantage of what hits the ground and makes those rocks warm for hours and hours. They could be producing electricity. Now, on the news, you talked about your ex-wife or lost love, love in general. What do you think you have in store for your love life heading forward? <laughs> no, I don't know. As I'm going to answer that question. <laughs> what if there were some lady suitors that came up to you today that wanted to go on a date? Where do you think a great first date place would be? I'd have to ask Jody first. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Yeah, it would be down the river. Yeah. Now and she brings me a beer every time she comes down, and uh, I I I tried to and tried and tried to pay her, and she doesn't want to take any money. <laughs> but I, I have appreciated the beers for like fifteen, eight, whatever it's been. I have no idea. But uh, we have sat and, and drank a lot of beer together, and I haven't fooled with her. I haven't touched her or anything like that. But she's a very very dear friend. Um, with, uh, honey, one sec. Speaking of beer, what's your favorite alcohol to drink? What what do you drink when you're on the river, or is there anything you know that you do for recreation while you're out there? I have a very very uh, infinite taste in beer. I I I like whatever is free from you. So, it so basically, what you're saying, whatever you bring, I'll drink. <laughs> whatever you bring, I'll drink. That is, unless it's got drugs in it. That's no no. Have you ever made your own beer? I have made a little bit of last uh, last fall, fall before last. I made 17 jugs of peach and grape wine, and it was just middling. <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't bad, but I drank it. <laughs> now, let me just a couple of current event uh, 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 or current questions because I work for a sports station. Uh, who do you think will be starting for the New England Patriots this year? Will it be Cam Newton or Mac Jones as the quarterback? I have no idea, but I know it's not going to be Tom Dunn. <laughs> the man that owns the dragon up there. <laughs> well, when was the last time you watched a sporting event and what was the game? Uh, I, I've played... From Little League, uh, I took a Little League team that was in complete last place the year I was 12. And uh, I was a catcher. The coach had established three reasonably good pitchers. And we went from last place to first place. We won Franklin County, and we wanted to play the state tournament. And we finished something like third. I really don't remember. But we won a trip to see the Red Sox play, and I saw Ted Williams play, and I got a free Sylvania uh, bat, which I kept for years. So, uh, And uh, immediately in the Air Force, I played for the Air Force team that won the All-Air Force Tournament. I played a uh, catcher and a second baseman. Uh, 
I pitched for G.H. Baskin Company, Bass Regions, for many years. And then I went on for a chainsaw shop, pitched for them. Over in Israel, my son and I were throwing the ball on the lawn, and uh, this guy came to a screeching halt, backed up, and said, you play ball? And I said, yeah. And he, he said, well, we got tryouts. Would you try out? And I said, sure, be glad to. So... I had no uh, Israel's got so many winding side streets, and I had no idea where I was going. So he said, "Well, I'll pick you up on the motor scooter." So he picked me up. We went, and he said, "What do you play?" And I said, "I can play any position you got." And he said, "Can you pitch?" And I said, "Yeah." So he said, "Well, here's my catcher. Go over there and throw some for him." Well, now I'm 50 years old, and uh, I've. Uh, have to warm up for quite a few minutes to throw the ball for a few minutes overhand just to get the blood flowing. And I said, okay, give me a target. And I hummed on, he never even had to move the glove. And I said, move the target. And I put a ball in it. He said, coach, coach, we got a pitcher. So I was starting pitching. And now I, what I didn't know when we started our first game is he was in dead last place too. That year, uh, uh, he picked up a couple other guys beside me, but we finished in second place. The team that finished in the first place is uh, a kibbutz that specializes in training Olympic athletes. So they have the very cream of the crop. I pitched, uh, and we were ahead when we got into the fifth inning. So they took me out to pitch and put our second string pitcher in. They moved me to third base. I played third base, and uh, the last inning, they put me in his kitchen. He said, i got to keep you in, keep you batting, because you, I could run the bases at 50 years old faster than anybody else on the team. So he, he kept me in. And so we did give up, I think, one or two runs, and we did lose. We finished the year in second place. And when the All-Star voting was, uh, they voted me number one pitcher and number one third, third base. The only time in the history of the Jerusalem League that one man, a part-time p player, got two uh, honors like that. So I, I, I've had a, a, a really uh, athletic life. To watch professionals, like professional wrestling, it's so fake and phony. And I'm not into, I mean, you got to weigh 300 pounds and be all muscle to play football. And, I mean, I, if I was going to play any sport, it probably would have been soccer. That is, uh, yeah. Now, do you, uh, did you watch any of the New England Patriots Super Bowl games, the ones that they won? I might have watched part of one or two, but to say I watched the whole game, no. Uh, I... Uh, I'm just not that interested in, in uh, professional sports. Basketball is way out of, I mean, look, you've got to be a giant to play basketball. And uh, I just, I have no interest in it. I would go, rather go snowshoeing, chasing sled dogs, than I would watch a basketball game. Now, uh, I, I have a, a question for, uh, my sorry about my daughter. Honey, I'm okay, almost done. Right. No problem, no problem. Um, all right, a friend of mine, a little, I need a little um, personal advice. A friend of mine. Well, we'll call him Santo, because that's his name. No, <laughs> so, right. so we'll go. All right. He recently got caught in New York City by his significant other, but he wasn't supposed to be there. And then he told her that he was there buying a ring, so he bought the ring and then asked her to marry him, all because he got caught in the wrong place where he wasn't supposed to be. What advice do you give to this guy to get out of the situation? 
Well, anybody who goes to New York City has got to be an idiot. You should have stayed home. <laughs> How would you suggest he bring it up to, to not get? Because now he's stuck getting married when he not necessarily doesn't want to get married. What kind of advice do you give to him? Boy, Santos, I'm thinking you're in doo-doo-deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if I could give that kind of advice, I'd be getting 200 bucks an hour. <laughs> um. One second, honey. I'm sorry. I'm almost done, sweetie. Um, politics. Did you uh, vote in the 2020 election? Uh, I turned 21 in Goose Bay Laboratory when I was in the Air Force. Eisenhower was president. The Russians would send B-52s, uh, their equivalent of it, uh, the Bear Bomber, up over the Arctic Circle. We would scramble and they would immediately start to turn back. As they would turn back, we had a red phone right there. We could talk with Eisenhower. And he would say, if they decided to turn, don't shoot. The pilots would come, and we'd have to download the planes, check out the weapons, put on new weapons. And I would talk with the pilots and say, what the hell are we up here for? You know, you're up over the Arctic Circle. One of them suckers will knock out 15 Russian bear bombers. I was working on nuclear warheads on on uh, on the Genie missile, and uh, there's absolutely. So when I turned 21, I was working up there in Goose Bay, Labrador, and I was highly, highly disappointed in politics, and I had never voted once. And uh, any of this garbage that's going on and around in the world today, it ain't my fault. <laughs> what now? How do you feel now that you're amongst people again? Are you nervous about COVID-19? Uh, they tried to get me a shot while I was in jail, and I absolutely refused. Uh, I had Lyme disease three or four years ago. I didn't even go to a doctor. Uh, it seems to have settled in my right ankle, and it's kind of... Uh, but I still walk on it. It doesn't bother me that much. And it's been 81 years of hard uh, abuse. <laughs> so uh, I... Highly disagree with making people get those shots, and I think by altering your immune system, you're making yourself more susceptible to other diseases down the road. Our immune system is designed almost perfectly, and I had mumps, measles, chicken pox, whooping cough. I had all those things as a child growing up. And I can get stung by a bee, and it doesn't bother me. I can rub poison ivy on me, and it doesn't bother me. I don't seem to have any allergies. Uh, sometimes I think my mind doesn't work right, but that's probably nothing to do with <laughs> uh, Anyway, so, yeah, uh, I don't know uh, why they're... It's basically a flu, and, I mean, something has to thin the herd. There's always something that's going to... Everybody has to die. There's no getting around it. So I, I think this is more politics than anything else, and uh, I just, I just don't, don't want to get involved in it. So now, almost the, this will probably be the last question. Uh, when it comes to technology, right, you, you might have missed out on some really um, cool things that I think guys would like. For, for example, are you familiar uh, with Britney Spears? Do you remember Britney Spears? Yes. <laughs> you might have missed this. Yes. <laughs> what, are, what, are your thoughts about, what are your thoughts about Britney Spears now? I don't care how beautiful a woman is. If her mind isn't with you, you don't have a wife. Why is that? 
because you have to live with the mind, not the brush. <laughs> Those are some wise words. What would you say to a 21-year-old if you had a uh, 20-year-old son and he comes to you and says, Dad, I have a really beautiful woman, but no mind. What would your advice be? Well, the first thing I would ask is she's an only child. And I'll speak from experience there because I married one. <laughs> and uh, I have lived with it all my life, and I some of the time didn't enjoy it. <laughs> but I have been married 61 years uh, this uh, July. So, But as far as experience goes, the, I was raised with a farm background, and the kids today, they sit and they look at their smartphones, they're on their tablets, and uh, they have no personality. They they have, uh, I really feel sorry for a young guy looking for a wife now, I really do, or a, a young, really Christian girl looking for a decent husband. It's it, it's a really sad, sad uh, situation this, this world is getting in. It seems like the morals of this country are continuing to deteriorate at, at an alarming rate. And, uh, speaking of morals, last one, because I have to follow up. Speaking of morals deteriorating, this was a, this is a question that one of the listeners wanted me to ask, and please don't hit me for asking it. Uh, I he, hit, I he, he, because they, they, everybody wanted me to ask. Get a stretcher ready. Well, you might need one, and I don't want the women to be upset. Right. So I'm trying to ask it in a nice way. Okay. Um, when was the, the last time you've uh, made love, and what was that like? Uh, would have been with my wife. She's the only one I've ever made love to. And if I made love to another woman, she would be the second. Uh, and the last time was probably 10 years or so when she went back uh, down with my daughter in Virginia. Do you miss it? Oh, <laughs> that's a stupid question, sir. <laughs>